Today's episode is sponsored by Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top-rated hotels with unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last-minute bookings. You can book for tonight, tomorrow, and beyond. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators, and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you'll actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now. Let's batch. Are you feeling nervous? Um, yep. You feeling a little more nervous? Yep. Nervous? <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> it's a big hit. <laughs> I'm the only one who challenges Colton, and I excite him, and I make him nervous. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Three episodes in the books. I feel like we should know Colton pretty well by now, but yeah, we don't. But we are getting a lot from the women. There's so much to dig into this week and such. I have called upon my colleague, Alyssa Bresnak. Hi, Alyssa. Hello. We are going to use Alyssa's ace reporter skills to really understand what's going on between Kaylin and Hannah B. We're going to talk about the group dates, pirate competition, and the strongest women competition. Lots of competing. I want to add a new weekly segment for this season, which begins today, and it's called This Week in Demi, because I love Demi so much. <laughs> um, I forgot this date happened, but we'll talk about Elise's one-on-one, and at the end, a front-runner check-in before, of course, doing our Chris Harrison TRT. But let's start with the big themes of the week, Kaylin versus Hannah B. Alyssa, whose side are you on? Oh, I think I'm definitely on Kaylin's side. <laughs> it's hard it, It's hard to not be on Kaylin's side. She seems like fairly stable, whereas Hannah B, um, I, I, I'm waiting for her, her tank full of rage to really make her explode. But even so, there's something bubbling there and it's like a little concerning. <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, the noise, as soon as Hannah B made that like scary, like Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> It's like it was like high pitched and hissy. It was just like terrible. Um, As soon as she did that, I was like, oh, yeah, something's wrong with her. I mean, I already felt something was wrong with her in the sense that she was always like smiling as she imploded inside. And that is just an eerie energy to put put out there. So um, but Kaylin could just also be lying. Kaylin could be a monster behind the scenes as well. But she's at least like when it comes to having conversations about this, handling this in a way that's a little less outwardly um, uh, unnerving. Yes. <laughs> Colton is, that's a perfect word. Colton is unnerved. I think we now know why he um, has to flee the show for the, in the famous um, fence jump or whatever that thing is. Uh, <laughs> yes. This is definitely overwhelming. At the end of the episode, he goes to his producer and then Chris Harrison comes in and he's just like so upset. Like he he's like bent over in his chair. He, he doesn't know who to believe. And I don't know really, we don't have a lot to go off of here because there's not a lot of information. And I think that's why Colton is so upset. But to that end, um, I, I wrote down several of the quotes so we could find out Hannah B's side and then Kaylin's side and kind of evaluate them. So I want to go quote by quote here. Um, they are too long to only listen to qu- clips. So I've also written them down. And, you know, as a journalist, Alyssa, you can help me understand what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just really examine the, the messaging. It's a close reading. It's taking me back to my college days. Um, Okay, so 
there's a lot of Hannah B and Kaylin kind of bookends the episode. And of course, the producers strategically put them both on the pirate date, which we're going to talk about more. But let's just say for now, it's kind of like, what was that show called? Where it was where like you would stand on the balance beam and use um like a like a two ended um like what's that oh my god oh yeah like American Ninja oh, or American something. Gladiator that's what it yeah, was American Amer- Gladiator yes it was like a pirate themed American Gladiator between these women and so uh, at the cocktail party afterwards which was held in an antique store again more on that later Hannah starts to explain to Heather what's going on and, like, why she hates Caitlin. So she says, the girl I was freaking friends with is a different personality than this girl. So <laughs> Hannah B., uh, her grammar is not perfect. But, you know, <laughs> let's let's not hold that against her. So, okay, fine. She, you know, she's maybe being fake, and she says it in a different way. And then Colton grabs Caitlin for some one-on-one time, and at that moment we see an ITM, and Hannah B. says... I am befumbled. I don't know another word. <laughs> Excellent portmanteau, to be honest. Like, it's kind of perfect. <laughs> what words is she camp- combining there? Befuddled and fumbled, I'm like, I'm yeah. assuming. That must be you it. Know? That must, and yeah. it's like, it's a good way to describe, like, a situation involving a guy who used to play football. <laughs> it's true. It's true. She's, like, being forced to fumble the ball because of Colton's actions or whatever. But, yeah. But at this point... <laughs> We haven't heard from Kaylin at all, and we still don't know, like, why they don't like each other, except for, as mentioned previously, Kaylin was the first runner-up, which she says was so much pride, even though she didn't win, and um, Hannah B. didn't even place. And so then what happens is Hannah B. goes and pulls Colton aside after Heather encourages her to, and Heather is, like, really sneaky uh, troublemaker here, Um, and she says, she explains to Colton, a fallout, I guess you could say. And then she has her giant frozen smile and says, and we haven't talked to each other since. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Colton does something really weird here, which is he he's almost like a coercive prosecutor trying to find out what happened. And he's like, what are you saying? Was she mean? Was she manipulative? What was happening? And I, I just thought that was really weird. Like to me, that was a sign of like obvious producer producing where, like, a producer was like, find out what happened. Like, ask her if it was, like, X, Y, or Z. Did that strike you as weird? Yeah, I mean, I I actually don't know if that was encouraged by a producer or he was just, like, so devoid of why this should involve him. Like, you know, like, if he, he just didn't have any details for, like, why this should involve his judgment of her because right. they're, like... Hannah B. didn't say anything specific that she did. It's like, okay, so you don't get along with this girl. Does that mean I can't date her? And then that's when Hannah B. was like, oh, yeah, it's like me or her, basically. And then he really dissed her because he gave Kaylin the Yes. (laughs) Because she did, to your point, she says to him, if that's what you want, you don't want me. And that's like such a classic girl, like, it is, it is like a good rationalization, but it's a real classic trope of like, well, if you want that, then you can't want me or like, we're so different. And that really throws him for a loop. <laughs> yeah. Well, he doesn't like that because he likes Kaylin, it's essentially. True. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So after that, he goes and grabs Kaylin and pulls her aside. And like she says to him, we handle competition differently. And I thought that she handled it really well. Like this girl's talking shit about her and Kaylin immediately turns it into like an inward thing. And she's like, yeah, there's all this stuff I've wanted to talk to you about, but not yet. And, and she starts crying. And yeah. I, I, I'm definitely team Kaylin, but this is basically how a ace pageant 
woman would handle it. Like, she didn't seem like she was being a little manipulative. Oh, that was exactly how I took it. And I mean, it's so rare that you get someone on this show who doesn't immediately engage in the shit talking back. Like, it's just so immediate usually where people like choose their rival and then that's all they can talk to Colton about. But she was like, oh, actually, like, uh, like I need to express myself to you and I want to open up, but this isn't the time. And really made it seem like she wasn't even concerned with Hannah B., and so, I, like, I just had to give her props because, I mean, yeah. later on, she does engage in some shit talking. And I, I was really sad about that. I wish she would have just, like, stuck to her guns. I know. And, Take the higher ground, girl. Yeah. That was the way to go. <laughs> but in this case, like, she just totally killed it. And that's how she got the rose. Like, I just, it was it was a master class on how to handle that situation. Totally. Because <laughs> she didn't indicate that she was threatened by Hannah B at all. She was she was like, yeah, this is this is about me. It's not about her. I have stuff to work through. And just sort of like Hannah B, it's like, in that moment, seemed like a footnote to whatever was like happened in her past. Whereas yeah. for Hannah, Kaylin is the trauma. And like, she's just trying to like bring her down. The comment about handling competition differently was so smart, too, because it's just like, yeah, we were both thrown into this crazy scenario. Like, I wish things would have happened differently. That's essentially what she was saying. Just sort of like I reacted differently to the high pressure than she did. And unfortunately, we both ended up on the other side as not friends. Like that makes a lot more sense than people did really bad things to each other. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And they also both said that they both acknowledge at, at separate points that the issue was how Hannah B um, responds to competition. And and Kaylin said, like, I recede, like, I get really quiet. And that's definitely a better way to do it. It exposes you to less, like, like risk of, of people disliking you, I think. For sure. And also, Colton has seen examples of how Hannah B, like, can't handle pressure well, like, on their first one-on-one, on their one-on-one. So <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> Me too. I can't handle how awkward that whole speech situation was. It was just like, ah, say something. Don't you know how to speak? I know. I can't imagine being Hannah B and watching this back, but it also doesn't, it makes you wonder how she even won Miss Alabama. Like, <laughs> is she ever good on the spot? She's really good at smiling through her teeth, and maybe that's the thing that you need to do being Miss Alabama. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. And so that was, the, that was like, in the first 20 minutes of the episode. Like, a lot had—like, that, like, already was, like, a, a big punch coming out of the gate. And then they circle back to it to end the episode. And so everything we just discussed all happened— within the confines of the cocktail party of the first group date. Like, even if it took up all the time, that was still like only a few hours of real time, which is like a few minutes of showtime. There was a whole other show that happened. We're going to talk about it. And then yet at the end, they circle back to all this drama because Colton is so flummoxed and overwhelmed. He sent Caitlin home early that he uh, just cancels cocktail party and wants to have a pool party instead, which it's like hilarious to me because it's sort of like just like picking a different look. It's like, okay, I've seen you all in your evening wear. Like, let's just see you all in bikinis now instead and just, <laughs> right. and just do a, a day cocktail party instead. It's no, it's no different. Yeah, there's no less pressure because of it. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Like, maybe he feels less pressure. But then the whole party gets devoted, as many of the women pointed out, the whole party gets devoted to the Kaylin and Hannah B drama. And he pulls Kaylin aside first this time. And like, as he's pulling her away, we see clips of, again, Hannah B talking to um, Heather. And she explains to Heather, well, let's just roll the clip. There's a beautiful monster inside of me. And today I'm gonna have to let it out. Okay, what? Mm -hmm. I say there's a tank of rage. Well, right now it is full. You're full? I'm full. (laughs) And the beast is about to come out. 
Is it? To be honest, I'm excited. I would like to see the beast come out. Like, is it like a Hulk situation? (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I mean, like, this was just excellent TV. And I have to say the real MVP in all of this was Heather because she was not being a good friend. She was basically just like, yeah, tell me about how you're crazy. Like, and even like kind of getting in her head. She's like, Kaylin's over there talking to Colton. You know, it's not a good thing. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Heather is a genius when it comes to this. And she's like immediately taken on this classic role in the household where it's like she might not actually be that interested in winning the competition she's just now the messenger who is like the the producer's um sort of prop in all of this yeah she's a perfect instigator yeah and and there's no way she's gonna win the never been kissed girl come on you can't have that be your chiron and then win and then also like just on a practical level i i feel like on the one hand maybe you'd think both colton and Heather being inexperienced is like helpful, but I go the other way. I think like one person in in that situation needs to like take control and like be be the sexual leader. And I don't know if it could be either of them. So, Definitely, <laughs> great so, point. I, I I just don't. I don't think that's going to work out. And so she, instead, she's just like either sabotage. Either she's not smart enough to know that she's sabotaging Hannah when she's trying to sabotage Kaylin, or she's a super manipulator and wants Hannah out and is like manipulating her I think it's more likely the former I don't I think she doesn't quite know what she's doing (laughs) um so we we hear Hannah describing herself that way and then meanwhile Kaylin seeks out Colton to finally set the record straight and like tell her side of the story which which we both didn't support it's like come on girl be above it um but so she finally explains, when I was getting more attention in terms of Miss USA stuff is when she started to get in her head, manipulation, deceitfulness, talking, not kind things about me. She spirals when I have the slightest bit of success. That's pretty damning. I mean, that's like, of all of the rules of, of women supporting women, that breaks all of them. <laughs> Agree. And I, I mean, based on Hannah B's behavior, it's pretty clear that that is true. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I do want to know what the incidents were, though. Like, what is an example of the manipulation? I think that's what Colton was searching for in all of this. Like, that's why he was getting so stressed out. It's like, well, like, were they intentionally, like, ruining the other person's life? Like, give give me some hard evidence. That's right. what I'm looking for as a reporter in all of these situations. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen – we've seen shit-talking, but is there manipulation? Like, is anyone – call me crazy, but, like, who's capable of manipulating whom here? Right. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> I guess ha- I guess you could say maybe Kaylin is being manipulative in some way. We don't know enough about her yet to know if that's true. I have to say I quite like her. Yeah, I mean, I think her personality is funny and sh- like it kind of showed through in the pirate instance where she was like, no one thought I was going to win, but I did. Haha. <laughs> but like we don't know if she is actually not being true to her own self the way Hannah B is implying. And yeah. it, it, I mean, like she is very composed, so it's possible that she like, she's not actually being a real person. I know. I guess we'll, I guess we'll find out. And then I tried to Google all this stuff um, without having it spoiled, you know, and there's, there's not a lot out there about these two's feud, except for the fact that like they acknowledge it. And it's not, like, long documented. However, they did appear on each other's Instagrams, like, when they were friends, when they were roommates and stuff. So I guess we'll, we, we there's not a lot of ways to fact check unless we get, like, other Miss USA people involved, which is not outside of the realm of possibility. Like, let's do a web special. Everyone who was on hand for uh, Miss USA 2017, I think, and find out, like, who should we believe? 
I mean, that sounds amazing. I'm just so here for like bringing all the Miss USA contestants into the Bachelor universe. Like, what a great idea. <laughs> Isn't it surprising that the pageant world hasn't really intersected with Bachelor before? Yeah, it's such a natural fit. And uh, I don't know, like, I'm just really I hope whoever whichever producer figured out that they could do this I hope they get a promotion (laughs) I know (laughs) I hope so too Um, let's talk about the actual pirate competition date because it was pretty ridiculous I really enjoyed it first of all I don't know why but I just get obsessed with like looking up where the um, locations are I guess because like it's like around LA so there's like a frame of reference for me but um, the pirate date where they did Ultimate Gladiator but pirates was at like a place that's basically Uh, medieval times but pirates it's called pirates dinner adventure and it's like near disneyland and it's also near knott's berry farm if if you're familiar with the southern california amusement park scene yes Um, i am though i've never (laughs) been to the pirate dinner (laughs) me neither though i once i looked it up i was like oh right there's signs for that i have seen the signs for it near knott's berry farm and there was many other people who who could have won i actually was so so one of the reasons Kaylin gets so much animosity towards her from Hannah B is because Kaylin makes it into the top two. It's her versus Tracy. And then Kaylin ultimately wins the pirate competition and, and, and such. But I was actually shocked that Hannah B didn't make it into the top two. She was dominating on the balance beam. Yeah, that was really weird. And I think they just did it so that Hannah B would stew and Kaylin would win. Like, I, I feel like it was just completely rigged. And like, there was no evidence that Kaylin was the best person. And then we had like this clip of Hannah yeah. B like, like knock aggressively knocking everyone off the balance beam. <laughs> I know. And, and like Kaylin didn't even try with Hannah B. She was like, I know how strong she is. And so she just like let her push her off. It was very yeah, weird. That was anticlimactic. I wanted it to be more of a battle. <laughs> I know. It also had like a few, it had a whiff of um, Legends of the Hidden Temple where like at the end, Kaylin had to like run up the pirate ship mast to save him or something. Yes. Yes. It, it reminded me of like, I was like, oh, Nicholas. Yes. In short, it was very 90s, which I find a lot a lot of Southern California to like be very 90s, like the architecture and like some of the things that are popular. And I was like, yeah, very on brand. That makes sense to me. (laughs) Um, And then the cocktail party, in addition to the Hannah and Kaylin drama, offered so much. My my biggest surprise. I didn't see this coming. Was a, a real genuine and surprising connection between Katie and Colton. Yeah, that was really sweet. Like, they they had good chemistry. They did. What was the thing that they talked about? Sushi? Sushi. They (laughs) they were, they they, um, connected on the level. They both love sushi. And he was like, a big meal will always be important to me or something like that. And I guess on she was on Ellen before the show started, like, saying she likes to eat or like go out for food or something. Um, And he seemed like legit really into her. Totally. Yeah, I mean, actually... This episode was interesting because he has a lot of he has chemistry with a lot of different women on this show and not like it's less a certain type, which is surprising because at the beginning, I I don't know, you always assume like the person is going to go for the hot blonde one yeah. because that is classically the pattern. But uh, he he likes a lot of different women on the show. Yes, and he so does. I, I'm happy and like surprised. And I just I'm I hope I hope she goes further because I like her personality I do too she also seems like a little offbeat but like in a a normal person's way like she's just not generic and I I like that about her and he seemed like legitimately like really excited to spend time with her they seem they seem like a good match I wonder if that will like last or if she'll go far I think she's like kind of a sleeper pick right now I was very surprised by that yeah and he was like stroking her leg it was just like a very intimate body contact they had yes yes absolutely let's go straight to my new favorite topic of the week which is this week in Demi because 
I mean, it was really, it was really <laughs> something because Demi then, uh, Demi took over the cocktail party when it wasn't about Hannah B and Kaylin. And <laughs> she stole him from Courtney this week. So that's a variation on a theme. Then she took him to some other room in the antique shop, which by the way is like, in LA, like in like the Beverly Hills area, it's quite, it's it seems really nice. I, I wonder who like selected that location because it's kind of out of the box. Uh, but so anyway, she then um, blindfolds him, tells him to bend over, starts spanking him, <laughs> then has him sit down, and uses a fake hand that I don't know where she got it from to like slowly move closer to closer to talking, touching his dick. And he's and she's like, are you getting nervous? Are you getting nervous? And he's like, yes, I am. And it was hilarious. I love the energy she brings to their interactions. Like, I think she says at one point, I can tell I make you nervous. Yes, And it's did. fun. And it's just like so aggressive. Like, I was thinking just in terms of villains, like if Crystal was like, lawful evil I would say that <laughs> Demi is chaotic evil like Absolutely. she just like it's just all over the place and like it, I mean she's not really trying to adhere to Colton's image of what a good woman is no. she just like wants to basically kind of like rule their relationship already <laughs> so um and yeah the fake hand thing was amazing I wonder if it was like an anti- antique fake hand like it's like worth $300 or something I mean it totally could have been I, I don't know I I just was blown away by this and and really enjoyed it and I'm just wondering like do you think Colton likes her or hates her like do you think he's like interested in having someone like push him like this or is he just like totally freaked out wants to go back to his safe space I can't tell like I don't know if I think he's genuinely attracted to her but I think it's also just like I don't know if you're a virgin you don't quite want to explore all of like the kinky stuff around sex yet you just like want to get it over with (laughs) and I think maybe that's how he's feeling about their interactions like oh I need to actually just like slow this down and like do the deed first and then we can explore spanking or she would be like weird hand props (laughs) I think she'd be a good person for him to lose his virginity to because she would just be like yeah let's do it like she (laughs) for sure she would be like really crass about it and she would give him instruction like I'm sure she would just like you know, be very um, straightforward. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love Demi. I'm like really glad she's on this season. I really want to have her on this podcast. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, please. Probably my favorite moment of the week with her though was Kayla comes back from having gotten the rose at this cocktail party and she's crying because she's like upset about Hannah B bringing the stuff up and like, you know, she alludes to her having some kind of trauma, which maybe we'll find out about who knows. And um, Demi goes to her like, girl, why are you crying? And and she's like, it's okay. You don't have to tell me what's wrong. I was just checking in. Like, she just, like, literally is just trying to, like, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice. Like, if you're upset, you want someone to, like, check in on you. But uh, the whole thing, I just thought was amazing. I, I'm firmly on Team Demi. I really like her. For sure. Did you catch during the pirate thing, like, she threw her, like, stick of meat on the stage? Oh, my God. I missed that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was so funny. I was like, Demi is the best. Like, she had, like, a pretty far throw. Like, it hit the side of the stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. She looked so different in her glasses without makeup. I love seeing them without makeup. It feels like a, a, a peek behind the curtain. Um, yeah, I was going to mention that too. She's like almost nerdy looking. Yes. It was like super kind of jarring to see the difference between that and her fully made up. I have a really weird thing to say, and perhaps we'll cut it after I say it to you because it's such a weird thing. But oh, remember, I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> do you remember that, that BuzzFeed long form story about the woman who killed her mother after her mother like basically had um said she had like munchausen's her mother had like displaced munchausen's for her and like act like she had like cancer and like had her in like a um 
wheelchair and everything. And then she started dating this guy who helped her realize she actually had nothing wrong with her. So she escaped to like Wisconsin and then she and her boyfriend ended up killing her mother. No, th- I mean, this sounds like a, an HBO drama. It, but it, I don't it was then turned into a documentary. Anyway, this Demi reminds me of like, of like that girl. It, it's, oh it's, my God. <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh about it, but she just, she just seems like she has like, has a lot of like life experience. And like, she, I mean, admittedly she does. Her mother's in prison. That's traumatizing. And like, no matter what, like, I, you know, I don't want to like, I don't want to minimize that at all, but she is just become such a caricature on the show, which is very entertaining. It makes me very curious about who she is. Yeah. I mean, I really think the, I enjoyed her confrontation with Tracy this week because I think you mentioned this on like uh, one of your last pods that like Tracy is really condescending towards her and kind of like, you know, it's like touching her hair wisps and stuff like that. And finally, Demi was just like, I know what you're doing. Like I can tell when you're like, I get it. Yeah. Belittling to me. Like I feel really bad for you. Yeah. And like, even though I'm not pro Demi's like age shaming, I think that's problematic. I'm still pro her defending herself and, like, calling Tracy out on her shady behavior. Yeah. I mean, Tracy also makes it, like, she did it again this week. They just had, like, a a whole age conversation. And they they both really play into the, um, into, into, like, the age stuff, you know? And it's, like, it's on both of them. But I agree it's not good. I don't like age shaming. I don't like body shaming. Those are things you can't really control, you know? All yeah. that stuff. Uh, I'm glad we're on the same page about Demi. We sh- we should move on to the strongest woman competition because that was a whole other barrel of weird that I want to discuss right after we talk about today's sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Kalo. That's Q-A-L-O. Kalo is redefining the wedding industry with the first ever silicone wedding band. Designed to be more comfortable and safer than traditional metal bands, Kalo silicone rings are affordable, practical alternatives for engaged and married couples on the go. Every commitment is unique, and Kalo believes that commitment is not just to a spouse or significant other, but to anything in your life that has meaning. Firefighters wear Kalos to showcase their commitment to the field, and customers use their rings as a reminder of their daughters, sons, lost loved ones, and even friendship bonds. This Valentine's Day, personalize a Kalo silicone wedding ring to create the perfect gift. Choose from fonts, text, and patterns to engrave your ring with something special, just like a traditional wedding band. The possibilities are truly endless in what you can create. To get 20% off your Kalo order for Valentine's Day, go to kalo.com slash bachelor and use the offer code Colton at checkout. Kalo's Valentine's Day sale is valid on the entire site, even customization. Again, visit qalo.com slash bachelor with the offer code Colton at checkout to get 20% off your Kalo order today. Before we get back into the show, let's talk about Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you. If you're a parent thinking of becoming one or just want to laugh at two people trying to succeed at parenthood, there's a new podcast for you. It's Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you. Josie Long and Johnny Donahoe are two hilarious, clueless comedians who are just learning as they go. The show follows Josie and Johnny through their not totally planned pregnancy as they try to prepare for the birth of their first child. In each episode, they sit down with actors, writers, and entertainers who are also parents to help them figure things out. People like John Hodgman, Jane Marie, Eugene Merman, and Rachel Sklar. They cover the funnier, messier questions from what is no sleep really like to are we allowed to politically indoctrinate kids? And they talk about the tougher stuff too, like doing IVF, postpartum depression, and other mental health issues that come up as expecting parents. You've got to check out the podcast to hear more. Go find Josie and Johnny are having a baby with you in your podcast app right now to hear the first episode. Now, more Bachelor. 
right. The second group date was the strongest woman competition. As a child, I used to love watching the World's Strongest Man competition on ESPN, so I was excited about this. They, the women seem most excited to see Terry Crews, and Terry <laughs> Crews is not really in my life. Do you consider him a celebrity? No, but to be fair, I think it was mostly Onyeka who like was like, "Oh, I love, I love yes. him." <laughs> she said, "I love, I love white chicks." She said that's one of her favorite movies. Yeah, <laughs> but they, they also acted like they knew who his wife was, whose her name is Rebecca Cruz, and like I've never heard of her. I, I was yeah, just like, me "Are neither. these famous people?" I, I don't know. Maybe I, they I, seem very fit and in love. Like that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was lovely for them. Terry Crews really came into my life because of Arrested Development. Wasn't he on that? Yes. With like, <laughs> with, he was like with um, Tobias in like some fake TV show or something. I don't right, know. Right. <laughs> That's like the only way he's really famous to me. I know that he's obviously an actor and like a football player, but he's just not. He doesn't mean a lot to me. But anyway, I was happy for them because they were happy to see him. And this uh, this episode in general had a lot of women in athleisure. And then they, they were wearing all of it for um, this the Strongest Woman competition. And it just made me think like, why isn't that a sponsored content? Like, let's get these women in some Fabletics. Let's get these women in some Sweaty Betty, although that's too high-end for them. But like a mid-tier athleisure brand that's like trying to make it big, that seems like a perfect sponsor for The Bachelor. Oh, for sure. I mean, they I, I feel like at this point, The Bachelor should be launching its own line of these things. That's true. <laughs> that's a great point. You can get bath, Bachelor athleisure or something like that. That's a it's really good idea. It's just like a free, yeah, like take on the Kardashian model. Like just like you have the audience. Why don't you start making the products? Like people would wear them. <laughs> yeah. And like on the challenge, they wear Under Armour and it's like all monogrammed and shit. And it's like a signature of the show. And I was like last week when they had the camping date, when they did like all those activities, they could have been also wearing sponsored clothes there as well. Like almost every week there's an opportunity for like clothing spawn con. I was also, have you been following Noah Centineo on Instagram? Uh, always. Well, his REI sponsored vacation where he just had to like wear the REI clothes and mention REI in every post. I was like, this is such easy content. Like other brands should be doing this kind of thing. Find a thirst trap and put them in your clothes. Oh, for sure. And Noah's like the perfect person for it. Like he's probably making so much money off of influencer oh. type deals. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was I was just like distracted by that the whole time because I liked seeing, on the one hand, I like seeing what all the women choose to wear, although it's like pretty much the same thing. But on the other, I was just like, God, oh, this is such a missed opportunity here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they should do it with um, the bathing suits too. It's just like these are fixtures in the show by now that you, they should be making money off of. <laughs> I know. And and they're, if they're going to show like the house more, they should outfit it with like do like a close up on like a Keurig machine in the kitchen or like a close up on whatever they're getting out of the fridge. There just seems like a lot of integration possibilities that isn't being tapped. I mean, not like I would enjoy that, but I agree. <laughs> I always think of the Truman Show, which was like very early to that to that trend. Of yeah, or joking about a, it. It was like such a visionary movie. Oh my god, I love that movie. Beautiful score, just absolutely beautiful. Speaking of, I know that we're going to talk about Hannah G soon, but yes. I do want to note that she's an influencer, but they call her a content creator, and oh, I find that very fascinating. That's a great point. They also um, call Demi an interior decorator, and she used to work at Pottery Barn. So. <laughs> Wait, serious? Yes. I love her even more now. Yes. <laughs> so that's the extent of her experience, which is fine, but it's not a interior <laughs> decorator. Um, yeah, Hannah, Hannah G, they do call her um, a content creator, which I guess is true. She creates Instagram content. But yeah, she's an influencer. I kind of feel like they're straying away from that term because they don't want it to seem like The Bachelor has become this sort of 
path for yeah. influencers to like basically heighten their career. Yeah, they don't want to like encourage it, basically. Yeah. And there's like a whole there's a few networks that like after these women are on the show. Actually, this is a good story for you, Alyssa. There's like a few networks they like put you on tour, like not just like bar tours, but like they connect with different fashion agents, fashion lines, and like kind of like in bulk give kind of like offer up models and then um and then they get the clothes or whatever and like they get the gigs to put and they're on Instagram. And so it's like a whole industry of of kind of it's not even amateur, but it's like a different kind of modeling. It's like it's a it's base it is an on-ramp to Instagram modeling because you can get all these deals. Like it's not just like a joke or like, wow, like they're selling like tummy tea. There's actual modeling opportunities through this. And they probably want to separate from that because like they don't wanna they don't wanna engender it, though it's alive and kicking. Yeah, um, it would be so interesting to like chart to see like how many people per class ended up working the same brands. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's a good idea. I also think if the show wasn't based in LA, like if they didn't start in Malibu, it would be really different. Cause like there's not really like, like there's a couple of restaurants in LA now that are like reality TV places. Like I talked about this with the Vanderpump Rules producer. The Belmont is like a bar you can go to and like you will see reality TV people. There's this place in Santa Monica that's like newish, a restaurant lounge type place. It's outdoors. It has like a nice view. It's called Elefante. And like that very quickly became like a location for all these Revolve clothing events. And I can't off the top of my head from Instagram think of any equivalents in like other major cities aside from like the places in Denver that Blake is always pushing for his watch parties. But, like, there's not, like, an equivalent of that in New York, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's sort of, like, Instagram playgrounds, but specifically for reality TV. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. But it's, like, spaces that are conquered by reality TV. It's not like they were created to have photos taken there, like the Museum of Ice Cream. But it's, like, this restaurant exists and has nice views. And some location scout found out. So, like, now it's part of the circuit. Yeah, that's so fascinating. It's just like a, it's a different scene. It's like, it is a part of like the entertainment culture here. So anyway, back to the strongest woman competition. <laughs> Onyeka wins. I like Onyeka. I just think that she's getting like kind of a crappy edit, but I do like her. Yeah. So I, I kind of think that she might be like, a, I don't know, like Nicole was a really good sport, even though she was bad. And Onyeka was like a little bit. Um, braggy, which mm-hmm. bothers me slightly. Um, but I do agree that it might just because be because she's getting a bad edit. I still don't like the drowning in bitches thing. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like, I just thought that was really rude and she could be less obnoxious that way. But in general, she has like a very energetic personality, yes. which I admire. Totally agree. You you brought up Nicole, who was definitely the worst at the competition. And yet she got <laughs> the rose somehow. <laughs> Yeah, and she didn't really even, like, tell Colton a super sad story or anything. Like, I don't really get why he gave her the rose. Me neither. Do you you have any theories? I have no idea. Um, Maybe because she, like, shared about her family. There must have been something we didn't see because it's it's pretty inexplicable. Like, there's no reason to think that she should get it, you know? Yeah, that being said, she handled the fact that she was so bad at, like, sports and being athletic pretty well. She was, like, just like, ah, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it kind of sucks for Sydney that she didn't win after having, like, probably the most sexual interaction with him that anyone's had. Yeah, and she was technically—I don't know if she's the most athletic. Like, Onyeka said that she ran track in high school, but she's not an athlete in her regular day-to-day life. I and then there's think. Katie, who's the dancer, who's also, like, in really good shape. Yeah. So— she wins, but the real news out of the strongest woman competition was at the cocktail party. Colton sends home Caitlin. And that was good because I didn't know who Caitlin was. I think she looks a little bit too similar to Caitlin. And I was just like, okay, let's just like get this move in. Did you have any, like, had you thought, remembered her at all? 
I had no idea who she was. And as soon as she started talking, I was like, oh, she's the Canadian one. <laughs> Which is kind of, I mean, I like she was bad. I I thought she was boring. And for some reason, she equated opening up with having like bad trauma in her life. And that's not the case. And then she, she, she clearly just doesn't even watch the show because Colton was like, what are you looking for in the future? And she's like, someone to go out with me and my friends. Yeah. And like, you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to say you want a family. A party partner. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- does she not know the rules of ABC's The Bachelor? <laughs> she probably doesn't, honestly. Um, to me, the biggest thing that happened, though, was Colton got some one-on-one time with Cassie, who was the woman from the first night who gave him the butterflies. And he says something to her that I cannot make out. So let's listen to the clip. Really okay. excited to keep you there, don't you? <laughs> You're cute. You're quirky. You're awkward. Am I really that awkward? But I am too. I am too. <laughs> so I'll self-admit that. No, you know why I think I'm awkward? I think it's because I like you. I'm not usually that awkward. <laughs> okay, I take it back. Now I can, he said, I'm really excited to get to know you. For some reason, when I watched that on my, on my laptop like several times, I couldn't understand it. And he was like grabbing her. And that's the most sexual Colton has looked. Like, the most, like, aroused, I think, was grabbing Cassie. Um, For sure, yeah. And, well, it was also kind of a jarring clip because there was no lead-up to how they ended up there. Like, he was leaning—she was leaning up against him, and he was, like, next to a window. And it was just, like, weirdly intimate. They weren't, like, sitting down on a couch like you usually do with, like, those one-on-one moments. Yeah. So, like— did she lead him up there? Did he lead her up there? That would be helpful information to understanding how much he likes her. That was the most passion I've seen him have, like, in three episodes so far. Yeah, like, and I really like Cassie. Like, I think she's yeah. a total potential runner, or, I mean, she could be a finalist. Yeah, totally. I like her, too. He seems the most physically into her. And I, I at first I thought, like, did he, like, talk dirty to her? I couldn't understand that. But that might be his version of, like, being like, can't wait to get to know you. So something like that. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? Um, all right, moving on. And yet there was one more date this week, which I completely forgot about when I was making the rundown. Only when I went back over the episode in my notes, I was like, all right, Elise. So Elise is a part of the Cougar Club. She's 31, the, the old age of 31. Can you believe it? <laughs> Tragic. Tragic. <laughs> and she goes on a one-on-one with Colton. They go to an amusement park in San Diego, and there's a bunch of allegedly sick kids involved. They take them on the merry-go-round, on other rides, etc. And I am so firmly opposed to, like, anonymous rando kids appearing on this show. I I can't even tell you. I hope they're not actually sick because I don't want them to be both ill and subjected to this television pursuit. It just makes me so angry. Yeah. On that note, I should also say, like, the in the credits when they did the funny little skit where it's like, oh, can I borrow him for a second? And they had the kids doing it instead of the women. Like, I just don't think those scenarios, like, you should never joke about, like, young girls dating older men. I <laughs> like, <know>. it's not <laughs> cool. <laughs> I completely agree with you. It, like, just really makes me cringe. It's in the same category as a, a alleged therapist showing up on a reality TV show, like, with their with their patient. I'm so against it. I did like Elise, though. She seems, like, fairly normal and, like, just like a regular person, which made her boring. And her whole date was really boring. She did reveal... Um, like a truly tragic story, which is that her sister was diagnosed with cancer when she was pregnant and she um, she carried the baby to term and the baby is alive, but her sister passed away as a result. And like, that is just, that's the kind of thing that's just like so sad. I don't even really want to discuss it because it's just like so real and horrible. Yeah, I mean, 
what a terrible story. I mean, it. Sometimes people open up on the show, and I'm I'm like, I can't believe you're doing this on reality TV. Yeah. But good for her for like, you know, getting through that. And I hope her family's doing okay. I know. Wish them well. It's sort of like it's just sort of like let's leave it there because what else is there to say? That's about as tragic as it gets. So. Let's move on. Let's have a little bit more fun. Um, I want to check in. <laughs> yeah, I got really serious. Thank yeah, I mean, and like that happens with the show occasionally. But like that's not, you know, there's nothing to skewer there. Like I was I was Googling Elise and, and like In Touch has like a um, a really sensational story about how she has like all these arrests. And first of all, she doesn't have arrests or criminal record. She like has like a lot of driving infractions, which are bad. Like it's like DUI and like a few like driving without um license like all this stuff that you really shouldn't do but like obviously it's just a complicated story she's like a human and what are you supposed what are you supposed to say to like someone who's been through that and then and then also like messes up like I, you know that's not not something i want to judge so i would rather move on to people who i do feel comfortable judging and that's who i think are some of our front runners let's talk about heather we mentioned her never been kissed Huge troublemaker and enabler. She's getting a lot of screen time. Do you think that's because she goes far or just because she's useful to the producers? I think it's because she's useful to the producers. And I kind of feel like she knows what she's doing. I know you mentioned before that you think that she she might only be sort of aware. But now that I think about it, like just her reactions to Hannah B, they just seemed very much like, like, egging her on it wasn't of a concerned friend and even though they do seem kind of close like hannah b i think at one point whispers like i'm so glad i'll have you on this date like during the group date it it still seems like heather is knows what her worth is to the show and is just completely exploiting that (laughs) yeah i agree apparently uh heather and cassie went to the same college by the way which I, i learned after like talking about how they seem close um, oh, they're both it, like SoCal surfer girls, right? Yes. They went to Biola. It's a smallish school, apparently. I think it's a Christian-affiliated um, college. And so they've actually known each other for a while. So that's why they seem like they were good friends. And thank you to several people who messaged me to say so. Very useful information. I like Heather. But I just think that she uh, she's trouble. I, I like If your friend was like thinking about dating Heather, I'd be like, nah, she's she's a troublemaker. But I like her anyway. Um, Hannah G, she didn't get a date, but she she uh, must get a one-on-one next week or the week after, if that's what happened, in my opinion. Because she's a, she won the first impression rose. And like, usually that gets you time if, if you win that rose. Yeah, I like, I, I don't really have a formed opinion about Hannah G. Like, she seems pretty non-controversial and Colton seems really into her. Like, she is um, the classic sort of like thin, blonde uh, front runner. <laughs> yeah, um, yes. <laughs> But, like, one thing that this is not to say that she's not an attractive woman. Like, she's obviously a model. But her face is kind of, like, looks like a porcelain dolls. And yeah. it's, like, almost scary. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is not a diss on her. Like, she's, like, objectively a really pretty person. But uh, something about her face is just so sweet and innocent that it almost brings me to, like, doll doll status. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. And she also is like, she's, I mean, they're all really skinny, but I think she is particularly. And yeah, she almost like doesn't look real somehow. I'm following her on Instagram and she's very, she's very good at being an Instagram model. She looks very pretty all the time. Yeah. Great content creation. <laughs> good job by her. Um, and yeah, I think we can now put Katie and, and Cassie in, in the front runner category as well. Hey, Kaylin and Hannah B, one of them will go far. I just don't know which one it is. Probably Kaylin because Hannah B is like so off her rocker. 
Yeah, lots of chaotic energy coming from her. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Uh, and finally, big week for Chris Harrison. His TRT this week was three minutes and 17 seconds. A lot for him to do this week. First of all, he was with Fred Willard at the Strongest Woman competition. Fred Willard looking frail and old made me really sad. I love Fred Willard. Yeah, that was kind of a—I was expecting, like, you know, some— ace commentary and he didn't really he was just like that looks like it would hurt your back (laughs) so that was unfortunate I love Fred Willard but um, maybe maybe he doesn't need to be on The Bachelor now I know it really upset me I love that guy Um, and then I don't think anything's better for Chris Harrison than like The Bachelor or the lead being in crisis and like him having to swoop in and like talk to Colton when he's like maybe off camera kind of that behind the scenes shot like that's Chris Harrison gold I'm just so happy for him yeah, and I, I I, mean, I think you've mentioned over the years that they are doing better to kind of show these behind-the-scenes moments a little bit more, and they did it um, They did it in the past couple of seasons, even in The Bachelorette. But, he, yeah, he looks very serious, like he's getting down to work. Like, this is Chris Harrison at his best. Absolutely. He just seemed like he was thriving. So I, I can't wait for next week to see what happens when— uh, Colton disappears because <laughs> that's going to be Chris Harrison's time to shine. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> um, yeah, he also, like, when he checked in with the girls, I forget which girl said this, but she was like, it's a lot of ups and downs. And he's like, well, that's love. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Chris has been through it. And he's like, now he's here to help. <laughs> I love it. Great job, Chris Harrison. We're getting a lot from him so far this season. and I'm pretty into it. <laughs> Alyssa, thank you so much for joining me today on this on this journey through the Hannah B and Kaylin drama. It's been really useful. Yeah, a lot to process. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we all can feel we all can feel okay with being on Team Kaylin, but ultimately it's really about Team Demi. That's that's the one thing I want to take away from this episode. Yeah, Demi for life. I hope she makes it to the finals. <laughs> Thanks again to our sponsors today, Kalo, Stitcher, and of course Hotel Tonight. I'll be back on Thursday, and until then, enjoy reality TV. There's so much goodness out there. Thanks again to Alyssa for being today's guest. And of course, to our sponsors. Kalo, spelled Q-A-L-O, is redefining the wedding industry with first ever silicone wedding band. Kalo silicone rings are more comfortable and safer than traditional metal bands. They come in a variety of silhouettes, colors, and patterns for both men and women that can be customized inside and out. Get early access to their Valentine's Day sale and take 20% off your Kalo order with code Colton. That's kalo.com slash bachelor. That's Q-A-L-O dot com and use offer code Colton at checkout. And also thank you to Hotel Tonight. They make it easy to book awesome hotels at amazing rates. They're like a matchmaker between top rated hotels, unsold rooms and people who want to book those rooms. And Hotel Tonight isn't just for last minute bookings. You can book for tonight, tomorrow and beyond. It's perfect for planners, procrastinators and everyone in between. Find sweet deals at cool hotels you actually want to stay at. Go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now.